Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio, the only show in the industry that focuses on optimizing the other 23 hours of the day. So you can transform your clients and your career on a whole new level. This show is for seasoned coaches and experienced leaders in the health and fitness industry to engage in professional level discussion on all things regarding bigger impact for our clients, better incomes for ourselves, and real meaningful influence in this loud and crowded space. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are joined by the entire 023 team. Myself, Matt Manns, and Jordan Todd are here today to share a little bit about our habitual rituals. We're going to tell a story of how we've turned our routines, our morning, evening, and meditation routines, into morning, evening, and meditation rituals. We're each going to take some time to share some details about what our morning, our evening, and our meditation rituals look like and how we bring intention to each of these practices so we know we are moving ourselves forward every single day. We could have talked about these topics for hours, but we really did our best to keep it under one hour for us each to share about all three topics. If you have any questions or would like to elaborate, would like us to elaborate further, you know where to reach us. Matt, Jordan, and Brian at O23Coach.com or find us on Instagram, O23 underscore coaching underscore system. Hit us with a DM, ask questions, and let us know what you thought. Enjoy the show. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to O23 Radio. We've got the full squad today. We've got Matt here in person to my left, and we've got Jordo coming in from Canada via satellite. So uh, it's good to have the whole team on board for this one. Yeah. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Doing good. Great way to start the day. Well, yeah. So uh, the coaches and I wanted to have an episode dedicated to sharing some of our personal um work and journey that we're, we're focusing on regarding our rituals. So AM rituals, PM rituals, and we're going to talk about meditation rituals as well. Um, so I want to start by just sharing a little bit about why this is so important and some of the ways, uh, some of the, the, the key aspects to how we teach it here at 023 and some of the components. So um, first of all, you might notice that we're using the word ritual, right? And uh, normally you'll hear people use the word routine. So morning routines, night routines. Um, we like to use the word ritual uh, for a few reasons. So you'll hear us say, you know, habitual ritual. So we have rituals that kind of become habitual and almost feel like a routine, but there's some, some pretty big differences here. So the way we sort of break it down is when we talk about a routine, um, in, in many cases, and this is general, but in many cases, a routine can be kind of mindless, right? Sort of unintentional, kind of automatic, just going through the motions without really thinking much about it. Um, and a lot of times our routines can actually be preventing us from progressing or even causing us to digress. Things that we do every day that we don't even realize are holding us back, slowing us down, or um, like re, re in, just kind of reinforcing a subconscious pattern. So it's just reinforcing this pattern, whether it's serving us or not on a subconscious level. Now, when we use the word ritual, um, ritual indicates that we're doing this instead of mindlessly moving through it, we're doing it mindfully, right? So it's still, we're doing it with intention. Um, it can still be kind of automatic or semi-automatic. So it's like you, you, you automatically go to do it, but you're doing it with intention, with, you know, with your mind full, with awareness. And 
the, a ritual always promotes progress. It's something that you are intentionally doing to move yourself forward. And we also like to say that a ritual encodes a conscious positive behavior. So I'm doing this for a purpose to make myself better. And I'm trying to encode that into, into a, a, a pattern, yes, but I know where it's bringing me and I know that it's making me better. So um, one of our biggest aims is to turn our routines into intentional root, uh, rituals that always result in a clear and positive step forward. So like I do it like this, I do it this way because it makes me better, okay? Um, so uh, we believe and the way we, we teach our coaches to also teach their clients is that a vital step in transformation and actually changing someone's life is understanding the importance of intention in everything that we do, right? So um, as we move through our day, all of the little, uh, you know, habits, routines, patterns, all these things have intention behind them because um, they all add up in big, big ways. We spend lots of time talking about how that, how that happens, you know, throughout our course, but every little thing counts. And um, when we talk about intention, what we, we mean is everything we do, we want to ask these couple questions in our, in our mind is what, what is the outcome I'm hoping to get from this? That's first and foremost. What, why am I doing this? What do I want to get out of this? And then the next question would be, do I truly believe that this will help me get there? Is this the best thing to help me get there? And then the third question to keep ourselves in check is, is this outcome actually going to make me better? Is it moving me forward? Right? So it's just a quick little checklist. What am I hoping to get? Is this the, the best move to get me there? And do I want to actually go there? Um, and that's when we can move through our life with that kind of intention. Uh, we know that every single thing we, we do throughout the day is moving the needle forward and bringing us progress and getting cl us closer to, to balance and mastery. Okay. So, uh, that's our little um, explanation on why we use the word ritual compared to routines. And we want to always you know, turn our routines into habitual rituals. So uh, the team and I, we're going to go around. We're going to share a little bit first from our AM rituals, our morning rituals, uh, then our PM rituals, and then some of our meditation practice and rituals. So um, I'm going to let Matt get us started here. Um, and let's, uh, Matt, share with us about your AM routine, ah, ritual. <laughs> AM ritual, ritual. Yeah. So ritual, again, habitual ritual, bringing a higher sense of intention and, and mindfulness into how we begin our day. Um, something that, you know, I've came up with personally and that we actually integrated into the course and the academy a little bit is something I call wake and bake. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit different than, you know, what we used to do in, in college maybe. Um, but this is something specifically as a tool that I use to align my circadian rhythm and also introduce a lot of just morning movement into, into my day. So wake, obviously, as, as I rise out of bed, which we sleep on the floor, which I'll talk about later. But as I rise off the floor, within the first like five or 10 minutes, I'm immediately going outside. I have a little deck out there where we stay now, um, our apartment. And it's a nice little spot. It faces south. So the sun comes up and I can really just get out on the deck. Sun's either in my eyes, on my skin, or even if it's cloudy, I'm still getting this, this necessary stimulus. And BAKE is, you know, what we, as an acronym I've, I've came up with is biological alignment and kinesthetic exploration. So I'm aligning my circadian biology to the rhythm of the sun and, and, and the moon, but I'm also adding this kinesthetic exploration, this 
morning based movement with really somewhat of a structure, but more of, again, an, an exploratory manner to really just get my body moving again, hydrate my tissues, um, eliminate any maybe stiffness or soreness that I have in certain parts of my body. Um, it really generates a nice calming type of buzz to begin my day. Um, and once I started really doing this, I really had this nice sense of like perkiness as a feeling as a, like a subjective kind of feeling in the morning where I, I still do drink coffee and tea in the morning, but I don't need it. It's something that I'm already awake prior to doing so. Hmm. And once I started really doing this, I really, again, it became a ritual. It became like, you know, I didn't really do it once a week. It became a daily, daily experience for me. Uh, something that I do. And then, you know, usually after that, I, I get cooking a little bit with some breakfast. Um, I have a prayer, a mantra that I do before. Uh, actually, I consume the meal to again, just give me a little bit more presence um, and bring a little bit more of an emotional component into how we talk about just fueling and nourishing our body. Uh, so that's my AM, you know, activity, my ritual that I, I really have dialed in recently. Um, you know, when we talk about, especially um, the bookends of our day being the morning and the night, there are certain things that we want to include and certain things we want to avoid or steer clear of. You know, obviously I'm, I'm very conscious and aware of the times of the day that I'm using my phone, right? So mm. I don't really set an alarm on my phone unless I have to. I, I really like to, um, you know, as the light comes through the window, that's kind of like my signal to get up. And I'm not like immediately walking over to the phone and opening Instagram or checking my emails. It's like, let me do all of this first before mm -hmm. I pick, even pick the phone up. And I have to like put it in the opposite room because it is, it's very tempting as you guys know. Um, and it's kind of like, it's being, you know, we're kind of being pulled in that direction as it is. So it's having this kind of like discernment as to, I'm going to check my phone once I've done, I've checked all these boxes first. So avoiding that. Um, and I also, in my previous lifetimes have been, you know, I'm, I'm always someone who's kind of rushing, um, maybe not even like physically, but mentally rushing things. And I'm, I'm trying the best I can now to understand that that's doesn't have to be the case mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So especially in the morning, you know, in, in previous work experiences and environments, it's like the morning was like this, gotta get going, gotta get going, gotta do this, 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 boom, 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 gotta get mm -hmm. to work, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. And, you know, sometimes I'm still subconsciously, like we talk about, like running on this program. And even when I feel like these feelings or I'm aware of these feelings starting to stem up, it's like, let's, let's not rush. Let's like be very present. Let's mm -hmm. be very conscious um, and slow everything down. Uh, so those are two things that I avoid. Uh, and ultimately like this feeling or experience I want to cultivate in the morning uh, is really just being bright, uh, cheerful, um, using love and light and, and bringing that into the world. Uh, and also just be ready for the unknown and the uncertainty that the day might, might bring to me and, and uh, be able to, you know, bring that light and that love into that uncertainty or, mm -hmm. or uh, that period, those periods of unknown uh, and really just allow the morning to be this experience of being reborn a little bit, right? It's like a, it's like a brand new day. It's a, it's a new opportunity for us to be who we want to be, who mm. we choose to be. Uh, and, and let's, you know, really ultimately put that practice to use. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And I like that the way you ended that there to rebirth every single day, fresh chance, new start. Great stuff. Thank you. Um, cool. Jordan, you want to jump in on your morning? 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll hop in. So, you know, I don't wake and bake on the regular quite like Matt, but um, no, one of the, one of the things that I used to get caught in the trap of, and I think can be really common is trying to add so many things into your, you know, morning ritual routine type thing where, you know, you see these things on Instagram, people talking about all the cool things you're doing. And all of a sudden you're trying to do like a four hour morning routine. It's just like, it's just way too much. One of the things that I've been really intentional about is coming up with what is the minimum effective dose of, of what I can do in the morning, because ultimately like it's supposed to serve you. It's supposed to get you ready for the day and, and set you on your way to, to, you know, go out and accomplish, do whatever you're intending to do. And so over the last three or four months has been the best it's ever been for me to, to dial this in because I used to get in that cycle where I'd have this big plan of, you know, an hour long list of things to do. I wouldn't do all of it or I wouldn't do it to the, in the, in the way that I, I intended to. And because of that, I was already starting the day off beating myself up because I missed something mm-hmm. or because I wasn't doing it right, so to speak. And so I've done, you know, been again, really intentional about what I leave out and, and kind of have just the basics. So for me, um, like Matt, I also don't set an alarm on my phone. I have an alarm on, uh, actually I got a, it's like a $20 smartwatch off of Amazon and it has a vibrating alarm, mm. which sets off is honestly one of the best things you could ever do. I would highly recommend uh, investing in one of these. It's the way better than waking up to there's no sound. The sound there's no sounds. Nice. And, uh, and again, there's no screen, like there's nothing mm. like tempting there. So, you know, I'm able to keep my phone completely out of the room, which I'll get to in a second. But that's kind of the start of the day. Um, first thing I do, I get up and it's uh, a cold shower. And so it's, uh, that's been a little over three years now. And, you know, we can nice. dive deep into the uh, benefits of it. But basically, it's just that's how I start my day. And it's just I'm the type of person who does that. And, mm-hmm. and it feels good being in that space. And then coming back, I, you know, uh, you know, kind of set up my, my workspace, make sure my bed's made, all that kind of stuff, and then get into kind of the actual ritual part of it, which is where I start with um, a gratitude journal. This is my main form of journaling. Like I'm not a massive journaler. But this has been, again, a consistent for over, over a couple of years now. And if I could attribute one thing to altering the way I see the world, it would be this, mm. just in what I'm focusing on, what I put my attention on, simply by listing and focusing on five to 10 things I'm grateful for every day. And so, yeah, it's literally just a list of what am I grateful for right now? It can be as big or small as I feel. A lot of days it's repetitive, but it's, uh, it's just setting my, my frame in that and looking for those things. And, and then I read through uh, my, my, my business plan, which is something we actually teach in the course to create this. And basically it's just about, again, setting the frame on like, why am I doing what I do and, and, and having your mind in that right spot, you know, it's followed with a bunch of affirmations and creating the, the type of person I want to be today and reminding myself why I'm, I want to be that person, why I'm doing what I do and just reading through that, like feeling it, repeating it and, and having it really land and like sink into my bones and, you know, doing it on a daily, daily basis. And then, and then I finished that with a, a five minute meditation, which obviously we're going to get more into the uh, meditation side of things in a little bit. But, uh, but those three are kind of the big ones that uh, stick with the actual morning ritual um, before getting into the rest of my day, which I would consider almost the f- whole morning mm-hmm. to be ritualistic in the sense that as soon as I'm done that, I get into the first hour of my work which has already been planned out. I've set that out the night before it's allows me to go through this space. And then, you know, then I eat breakfast and then I get on the rest of my day, but 
um, in terms of feelings, like Matt said, it can be really easy um, to get caught in the trap of feeling rushed or feeling like you, you, you have to get after it right away because there's you know, so much you want to do and we want to achieve all these things. And the two values that I've been putting at the forefront for the last three months or so is, is just simply patience and gratitude. And, you know, we've been talking lots about these on our, our weekly meetings and, and diving into it. And it's been incredibly helpful to start my day with the sense of patience mm. and with the sense of gratitude, because, you know, as I'm getting going, like we have all the time in the world, you know, this, 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 this life is abundant. Mm. And when you can set that frame from the very get go, it changes everything about how you approach the rest of your day and by no means am i perfect at it there's still days i get there and feel like it's a fire sale to try to get shit done but it feels good to start that and that's really the feelings i'm trying to cultivate in uh first thing in the morning is that patience that gratitude and, and going from there it's really easy for me to get fired up for me to get energized and uh and wired but sometimes that doesn't serve me. And mm -hmm. so it's, uh, again, setting it, uh, the, the intention, the energy on purpose, and then, and then going from there. And literally my morning ritual takes me 15 minutes. Mm. It's, it's not long. It's not crazy. It's not intensive, but it sets me up for a good day. And when I don't do it, I notice it. Um, and that's something when we start talking about the evening routines, I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit more too, but mm. cool. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, I'm glad you added that part about it. It's short. It's, it's short, simple, right to the point. Um, I had some, a couple little thoughts. Uh, I won't go too deep into it, but I am glad that you, um, you mentioned the, the cold shower when you said it's just the person that I, I am or I want to be, right? And we talk about this in much more depth in the program, but um, we talk about building our identity into these things, right? Like it's just, this is the person that I want to be, the, the, my, the highest vision I have for myself, that person that person does these things, right? That person takes the cold shower, that person, you know, journals in the morning, whatever it is. And we, to become that person, we have to become that person and just start doing those things. So, and have pride and, um, you know, be proud of that and, and build our identity to it. Those yeah, are the exactly. habits that stick. Habits that stick are the ones we're proud of, not the ones that we have to do because mm -hmm. we, we know we're supposed to, right? Yeah. And for people who think that, oh, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. It must be easy now. Mm -hmm. 80 to 90% of days, I do not want to take that cold shower. Mm -hmm. I do not want to get in there. But the willingness to, you know, be in that discomfort is going to help me in all the other areas that comes up too. So it's just the willingness to do it. Yes. Cool, man. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I'll chime in here too. So a um, couple little thoughts on the AM ritual first is that, you know, I used to, I used to be like a checklist guy. Like in my mind, I thought a successful morning routine or ritual was like, hit this, hit that, hit this, hit that, boom, 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 go down the list. You know, if I'm going to stretch it, I should even have like a specific routine that I'm going to do. If I'm going to do breath work, I should have a specific thing I should be following. If I'm going to meditate, it should be, you know, and I never like, I never in my life really had a time period where I was able to really ever do that successfully. Right. Because it's just not really how life works. It doesn't work that way. Um, but I was convinced that like, if I was going to be successful, like that's what success looked like. Um, so, so over the past few years, I've learned a lot about that. That's not really, especially in the last, even like six months or so um, having uh, a young, a young daughter, young baby in the family, my wife, working also now right right now and, and it's it's quite chaotic in the morning um so um so i've, I've ditched uh, i shouldn't say ditch but i've learned that that's not what success looks like and it's more about cultivating a feeling right it's it's um 
it's it's this feeling I want to to bring out in myself and have me feeling ready for the day is a is a just intrinsic intuitive feeling in my in my body and my mind that I know I'm ready to go off and start my work for the day. So um my rituals, you know, as I've been more mindful over the past few years too, I've noticed how much they really vary on like time of the year, seasons, you know, other like lifestyle things that are going on, whether or not my, whether or not my wife is working that day or that week or whatever, is it like a huge difference in how the, the morning plays out um, because of, uh, of, of Renly and everything. But, um, but I wanted, so right now I'm at a point where I've, my morning has been the least regimented and probably most sort of chaotic it's been in years, which at first was like, gave me resistance to want to share right now. Cause I'd like, if I shared about this in the summer, it would be so much more like, you know, a lot more sun and outdoors and all these things. And right now it's, it hasn't necessarily been all those things, but I wanted to actually share now because it shows that, um, I wanted to kind of share with the listeners that, you know, it's not about being perfect. It's not about having it all figured out and dialed in. It's, it's, you know, we're all, we're all on a separate path and, and have similar challenges every single day that, that are, uh, that are real, they're real, real things. But, but anyway, so to, to get into the specifics of it. Um, so I always, I want to get outside right away. So I usually do that by letting like, either taking my dog for a quick jog down the block into the woods or just letting her out in the winter, which has been more just kind of letting her out outside, trying to get my bare feet on the ground. Um, unless there's actually snow on the ground, I'll do this every morning as I let her out and just get some big breaths in outside. It's big, fresh air breaths, you know, a dozen or so. And the time it takes her to just, I let her out behind the gate into the woods and go to the bathroom, come back, whatever. It's like two or three minutes, but I get my feet on the ground, get my eyes in the sun, get a few big breaths just be outside. So that's, that's usually like first things first, right off the bat. Um, then I'll, I'll, I'll always pour a glass of water, usually with some lemon, some salt, sometimes usually, but not always, and um, start to rehydrate. And as I'm doing that, this is where I start to kind of go by feel. Like how, what do I feel like I need right now? In most cases, I need to move my body a little bit. I, I tend to wake up on pretty stiff and, and, rigid right and um so like right now i've been doing a lot of like rolling on the ground like i'll call it stretching but it's not really stretching it's just like getting on the ground moving rolling um uh, i'll mix in some breathing in there again not always like structured breathing but just starting to connect to my breath and and feel it and notice it and, like be observe it be aware of it um and i haven't so much lately but one thing i really like to do a lot is actually dancing and uh, over earlier in the year, we were doing a lot of dancing and it was fun because my daughter would join in and we have this like fun playlist and I would get pretty into it, like moving around and like using it as like a, a movement practice more than just like, hey, just dancing to music. Um, I haven't been doing so much lately because now she's really big into Disney tunes and those aren't really like once music comes on, she wants to hear those. And then it's like this thing and I don't really that's not really doing it for me, um, but we haven't been doing as much. Uh, but the other thing, too, is it's because I have to. Um, or get to um, spend this time with her in the morning, get her ready for, for her day, bring her to, to in-laws and whatnot. Um, I'm mixing kind of like my little chores in as I'm moving around. So like I'll go and I'll make the bed. And as I make, as soon as I finish making the bed, I, I go over to my, my board and that's where I have my vision board and the board that we use in our program to quickly run through my, my visualizations for the day. 
Um, but again, it's just kind of mixed into to normal life. And then as I'm like feeding her, I'm doing stuff and things like that. Um, but just, well, real quick on breakfast too, is I'm usually just eating very light, uh, watery fruits, something that's low stress on the body, but it's energizing, it's nourishing, but we won't go too much into that as well uh, right now. And uh, Sheila Jat tea is usually is, is my go-to. Um, but when it comes to the feeling, it's, it's a chance again for it's not about checking the boxes it's this feeling of am i ready for the day and knowing that i'm ready for the day is is it's an intuitive feeling of 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 feeling full i feel full i feel ready like i'm i'm alert i'm alive i have some energy flowing and um i i actually use so you know, the responsibility of, of getting my daughter fed and dressed and out the door, it's not easy and it can be difficult. Um, and at times I've fallen into the trap of letting that feel like, oh, this is like so much. I just want to try to, I'm just trying to get out the door and get to work. But what I've really tried to do now is actually allow her to help fill me up with these feelings of love and be present with her during the morning. And um, even though I'm mixing in movement and, and visualization and stuff as I'm, I'm with her, I'm letting her that time with her to, I'm really focusing on being present with her. And that allows me to fill with love because it's, it is so loving. She's just like having fun. She's always laughing and dancing and whatever, all this stuff. And it just completely fills me up and it makes me more like heart centered. Right. So I'm ready to lead the day now being present, being focused, spent some good family time, moved my body, drank some water, ate some good food. And I'm off and I'm, I'm ready to rock. So um, that's, uh, that's really the feelings I'm looking to cultivate there. It's, it's no phone at all, really, in the morning. I usually am in airplane mode until at least 8 a.m. Most of the time is when I, I'm getting in the car to turn on some music or podcast for her in, uh, in the morning is when I'm taking it out of airplane mode for the first time. Um, so no, no, no phones, no social media, no emails. I don't do actually caffeine either once in a while. I will, if I have a very poor night's sleep, um, but very, very rarely and no like heavy, greasy foods, just light stuff. That's going to keep me feeling up. So, um, that's my morning. Nice. I really like what you said about letting Renly fill you up. Mm. Um, that's something that I'm starting to, or at least in the past, understand that I was doing similar things where when I was training people at six and seven and eight and nine and 10 and 11 AM, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it wears you out, but letting them fill me up in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like this, like we talk about this exchange of energy and I would say the most abundant amount of love is in a child. Mm-hmm. And if you can um, allow that transfer to kind of enter you in a way and prepare you, uh, especially in the morning and not like you say, treat it as like this, chore and I have to do this and put it here and do it, but allow this, this transaction actually occur and, and prepare you and, and fill your tank a little bit. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And it's, it's tough sometimes because like, it's a lot of work and responsibility. It's, it could be easy for me to look at it as her, like being in the way of me, you know, getting to work on time and all this stuff, but it's my favorite time of the day. It's one of my only chances I get with just me and her, you know, it's, and I've now kind of, you know, realign that and shift to the perspective to allow it to make me better. So, yeah. When you're talking about uh, dancing in the morning yeah. uh, and you're like, yeah, I get pretty into it. 
I was picturing that, you know, Napoleon Dynamite when he yes. comes out all sweaty and his mom's like, why are you so sweaty? <laughs> I was practicing some sweet dance moves. He chugged oh, his yeah. Gatorade. <laughs> that movie all time. Uh, I'll definitely break a sweat too. Uh, it, gets, it gets pretty funky. It's yeah. Fun. yeah funky right um, cool. All right. So let's, let's flip over to the, the PM side. And I guess I'll just quickly introduce this one before we go is, you know, when we teach this in the course, but, um, you know, the, the nighttime is just as important because the down regulation, like riding that wave down, that will not happen in this modern society and culture and the way we live with the lights and the screens and the noise. And it won't happen on its own. It, it's something that we have to do intentionally. Um, the morning routine, you know, everyone has to put their feet on the ground and get out of bed at some point and like start their day. So like, it's like, all right, here's my, my day. Whether it's a mindless routine or mindful ritual, it doesn't matter. Everyone kind of has that. PM we have to be conscious of, we have to make intention and be aware and say, all right, I'm start, I'm winding down now. Here I go. Um, have some kind of sort of little markers in our day to know that it's time to start shutting down. So um, anyway, I wanted to quickly just introduce that and why it's so important. So uh, Jordan, you want to start this one off? Yeah. Yeah. So evening routines, like you said, you have to be intentional about it. Otherwise it's just your day is going on. And then all of a sudden you're laying down trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like there, there needs to be something in the, the in-between. And this is one that, like I mentioned uh, for the morning routine, like I actually, I've had tons of resistance to evening routines. Like whenever I put major structure into place, it's, it like felt so constraining and constrictive. And it was one of those things where I didn't do it or I didn't do all the pieces. And then I get into that restriction cycle and all of a sudden I'm regretting, I'm you know beating myself up for it. So it's another one of those where it's like, the, the intention behind setting this up is how can I make this easy? How can I make this something that is just so simple for me to do that it just works? Mm. And again, that's where kind of the, the routine has been coming in in the last few months. And like we all mentioned, these things change, they adapt, they flow. But uh, there's basically one rule I have for my evening routine. And that's I don't sleep with my phone in my room. And we talk about, you know, the, the wolves in the ecosystem kind of thing. Like this is the one wolf for me that when I do this, the rest of the things all just take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the, as I was kind of, you know, writing this down, really the goal of this is to like wind down, to mm-hmm. downregulate to the point where you can get a good quality sleep to wake up, you know, feeling good the next day. And all of that starts first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, that with your, your morning routine, you know, how you handle the day. And for me, there's so much of that leads to my evening routine. Um, am I taking care of the, the work at hand? Am I keeping things in my head or am I expressing myself and letting them out? When my day is done, am I, am I cutting the day off? Or is it this weird run on day where I'm kind of working until the second I go to bed? Right. And those are actually way more important to me in the quality of my sleep than um, the things I do right before bed, provided that I get my phone out of my room. And mm-hmm. so to, to kind of touch on the you know, actual specifics, like I say, the one thing that I, um, I didn't actually mention much, but in the morning, I don't check my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing that will throw my day off is if, you know, if it's right beside me, I'm going to open it and I'm going to click on Instagram and my mind is going to be all over the place if mm-hmm. it's there. So mm-hmm. I actually have a box that I put underneath my couch downstairs with like a cord going into it or whatever. I have a bunch of notes on it saying like, be intentional. Like, nice. is it time? <laughs> like, is this like basically like I, barriers to jump through to get to my phone? Nice. Because 
just like you know i'm sure everyone listening like it's addictive right. and uh and you could easily just be like oh i just oh, i just gotta check something really quick and, then and that's what it is and you know you're scrolling and you're like what yeah happened? and that weird thing where you don't even know like you black out and all of a sudden you're on instagram scrolling yeah. it's like how did i even get here <laughs> and um it's just you know being intentional about your use of it so that's the big thing for me is um down regulating through the entire day to to let it out because for years i was the type where i would lay down and my mind would be racing for hours mm. and it was literally a regular thing for three four five hours of laying in bed before i'd fall asleep um where now it's at a point where you know i lay down at 9 30 and i'm asleep before 10 like 95 mm. percent of nights and uh and like i say once i put my phone away the general rule of thumb is to have my phone away um more than nine hours before i have to be up before my alarm kind of thing mm -hmm. so my phone's away you know i have a half an hour an hour of downtime and then i'm getting eight ish hours of sleep is, is right. what it kind of works out to be and um and then within that time i i read i stretch i move my body sometimes i meditate but it's just a little bit of like it's some me time mm -hmm. and and one of the things that um I, I i came to when i was talking to someone about sleep is that like if the first time throughout the entire day that your mind is without external stimulus is the second your head hits the pillow, mm -hmm. no shit your mind's going to be racing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You haven't had any time to process or deal with any of this stuff. So that's why like my morning meditation helps me sleep at night mm -hmm. and, and all of this kind of stuff. So in terms yeah, of- good, we, we say a, a good night's sleep starts first thing in the morning. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. a wave, it's a rhythm. You're either on it or you're off. You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a good night's sleep and, and how you sleep in general is it's largely a result it's a result of all the things you're doing mm -hmm. throughout the day. You know, you can't just flick these three switches half an hour before bed and what you do every, you know, all day before that is negated. Mm -hmm. And so it's, there's the, I, I like to, you know, the, the spider web visual of how you like, if you pluck one side of the web, it ripples all throughout everything. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that's a, it's just super relevant in this type of stuff. So I don't have a crazy in-depth evening routine where it's like, I, you know, again, like the checklist, I check these boxes, but when I get my phone out of there, when I've taken care of what needs to be taken care of throughout the day, which is again, maybe that's a, you know, conversation for another podcast to get into all of it. Um, the, a good night's sleep, waking up refreshed just happens. And then it's kind of just that cycle of, yeah, the nighttime routine leads to the morning routine, the morning mm -hmm. routine leads to the nighttime routine yep. and just so on and so forth. And then it just keeps mm -hmm. cycling through. Nice. Awesome. Great, great stuff all around. Thank you. Uh, Matt, you want, you want to yeah, Jordan just like alluded to like this, this cyclical kind of rhythm. It's just like this blend of what I'm doing in the morning is going to lead to the quality of what I do at night and the quality of and in depth of the sleep I get at night is going to set up my morning. And it's just this, this rhythm, this cycle. I love what he said about like switches. It's like when you're, when you, you know, you, you have all these things you do for the day and then it's time to like settle down and you think you can just like flick the light switch off in your brain mm -hmm. and then like knock out it's really not the case and i think that's like what brian and i right before we hit record we were talking about the term like biohacking like you think you can just like hack your way into and just sleep and, and be undisrupted and, and have a good night's sleep and you know that's not really how our that's not, not how nature operates and it's really not how we operate where we have this like gradual um, experience that we have to be aligned with and the, and this rhythm and this tune that we have to kind of dance with to ultimately allow us to experience our day fully and experience our sleep routine completely you know and, and briefly we, we talk about like you know in the morning bri you want to feel like full mm -hmm. right and you know when i approach my pm routine or my pm ritual rather it's i want to feel empty you know mm -hmm. i want to really like mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. empty my mind, empty my body, release everything that whatever happened throughout that day in a way and, and allow me to really succumb to this, this sacred thing of sleep. You know, so we have, you know, obviously we sleep on the floor. I, I, I spoke about that uh, earlier. Um, you know, and that allows me to like feel actually like super grounded. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when I am ready to go to sleep, I'm, you know, I'm as close to the floor as I can be. And I'm like, my body just feels like safe, mm-hmm. uh, secure, grounded. It can, and it can, I really try to like melt into the floor, um, you know, allow my CNS to kind of like really relax, let my mind really relax, like my body kind of really let go, let go. And again, be empty in a way. Um, we obviously, you know, block a lot of our uh, non-natural light with blue blockers. We have red light bulbs that we've hooked up and, and stuff like that. You know, so I am avoiding, you know, the phone, um, non-native light. I'm also, you know, aware of like the time I stop eating because I do want to feel again, really empty when I'm sleeping. Uh, so I try not to eat past, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. And I'm also very aware of like my emotions. So, mm-hmm. you know, things come up and you have to have certain conversations. And, you know, if you're busy, you know, fiance, a wife or whatever it may be, like, it's the only time you can really speak about things. And, you know, if we have a conversation that has to go somewhat intense, we actually bring our tone, like really, mm-hmm. and we we're, we whisper about things and it allows me to kind of keep my emotions fairly um, steady and mm-hmm. stable. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like, I'm not trying to go to bed, like super charged up about something or like, you know, whatever I can, you know, so I bring my tone, the tone, my tone of voice is really mellow, kind of like what it is now, but um, my emotions are kind of really smooth and things like that, that I'm, I'm aware of, um, you know, and then ultimately like what is a ritual for me is when I do sink into bed or on the floor um, and I close my eyes, I replay the day kind of like, you know, on a screen, right? Like, you know, sports, you kind of watch like mm-hmm. the game, you know, I'm like replaying what happened in the day and I'm seeing like, how could I have handled each situation better? Mm. Like what would the highest version of me, how would the highest mm. version of me acted in this situation, good or bad, right? If, it, if it's something really went in my favor, why did that happen? You know, what did I do right? If something was a little weird, if it was confrontational or just not experienced well on my behalf, how could I have made that better? Again, what, how is the highest version of me operating? Uh, and, and again, allowing the day to kind of replay in my mind as a way. Um, and then I have like books and journals nearby. So if I have any, you know, weird thoughts that come to me, I can scribble them down or, you know, I don't really read as consistently as I usually have in the past just because I have, you know, things that are, uh, you know, the, the mental bandwidth is being stretched a little bit. So I really, you know, reading is like a bonus for me. You know, if I have the mental bandwidth and, and, and the space, you know, I could fill it with stuff from books, but I usually use whatever space I have left over and use that space for myself. And again, mm-hmm. really just sink and pr- be present and observe, you know, the, the day in my mind and my thoughts and, and allow that to filter and sort itself out in a way that is going to serve me best. That's awesome. And yeah, I think I, I love how you talked about the emptying. Mm. Like it just, I didn't think of it that way before this conversation, but as you're saying it, like I'm, and I'm looking at my little list here of like, what my life what my night looks like it you're right it's like this it's this emptiness it's this release Mm. you know kind of letting go of tension Mm. letting go of thoughts and just hollowing out before you 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 shut it down for the day so i appreciate that thank you um yeah so for me um i kind of i i make up 
for what I, with the chaotic morning looks like I kind of make up for it in, at the, in the evening time. Um, just generally speaking, it's Brianne and I, we treat this time kind of sacred in a way. Like, it's just like, it's our time. We don't really plan a lot of things or, or do, you know, uh, schedule a lot of things during our, our evening time. Um, if we are going to use our phone and stuff, it's more, it's like, Oh, hang Like uh, we, we kind of like excuse ourselves for like, Oh, I just have to text somebody real quick or I just remembered something or whatever. Um, but it's otherwise it's like out of reach. It's like, we, I try to like lose track of where it is. Like, I'm not really sure. I think it's in the living room, whatever. Um, that gen- that in alone puts us in a good place together and, and having that presence with each other. Um, but really, you know, it kind of starts for me as I'm, as I'm getting Renly to bed, you know, I'm winding her down, reading books, it sort of starts to bring me down as well. And then really from that, and she goes to bed pretty early around like six 30 ish. And then from that point forward, it's, it's either no lights on or very low lights, or we use a lot of candles. We burn candles almost every single night. Um, again, a lot of time on the ground, on the floor. I'm just kind of rolling out, stretching, unwinding, just like letting thoughts flow. And I'll talk about that in meditation a little bit. But um, and in this time, again, it's very, it's very intuitive. I kind of go on feel, but I will do some journaling or some writing. Um, I will, you know, I almost always have some just chill, low, um, down tempo kind of music on, but at a low volume, and. Uh, if there is, you know, the conversation similar to what Matt said, like it's a time for us to connect and share and talk and we'll have like intimate conversation for sure. Um, but we're very mindful of the tone, the volume, um, you know, just the, the topics. If it's stuff that needs to be discussed, that's fine. But if it's stuff that doesn't need to be discussed at that time or isn't really serving us or bringing something to the conversation, then we, we, we're, we're mindful to, to get out of that quick. Um, because again, it should just be a a time for release and relax. Um, and I I guess I'll add here that, uh, cannabis is usually a pretty, pretty much a staple for me at this time of night. Um, very low dosage. Uh, We would definitely be considered a micro dose. Um, but it's, it, it helps me and we'll talk about this more in meditation as well, but it helps me kind of flip into the more yin kind of feeling again just you know all day long it's like go 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 and it's like whew, i need to kind of turn that off and it really helps um and during the last i would say like 30 minutes or so before bed is where i start to get into more of like like traditional style meditation where it's like i'll actually sit i'll put on some like specific music that i want to listen to um i'll usually uh use something called hape which we'll talk about more in meditation again and and uh some uh uh, I've been using these nail boards <laughs> the, to do some standing on the nail boards that I got for my birthday, which has been really interesting. Um, or I'll play, I have a vibe drum that I got for, for Christmas. That's like, uh, it's just sounds so nice. You can't really, like, I'm not really good at it, but it doesn't sound bad no matter what you play. And it just kind of chills me out. And I'm just, you know, I'm, my, I'm, I'm laying in bed between eight and eight thirty. Like I'm getting into my bed normally. Um, if it's beyond that, I start, I don't get like anxious, but I'm like, all right, I got to like, get it. I got to get going. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of how it unwinds. So for about six 30 to eight 30, we're just chilling low, low music. If you walked in to our house at that time, you'd be like, Whoa, this is kind of like, like <laughs> people like throwing off like, what's going on. You're like everything's dark, low light music, stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, so again, no screens, the phone's like out of reach. I also, I avoid like upregulating movement 
after really after dark or after dinner or during this time. So I, I won't go to the gym. If I go anywhere, I'll go to yoga sometimes in the six fifteen class. Um, and I don't do any like work related stuff. Sometimes I'll, I'll get a text or an email or whatever. And I just add it to tomorrow's list. I, I keep a little list on my desk. So I just walk, if something hits me, I remember it. Oh, I forgot. I just walk over and add it to the list. So I'm not holding on to it. Right. Mm. So I, I can release it, mm. but I'm not doing, I'm not opening up my laptop and, and starting to do this work unless there's some sort of like very urgent thing, which is very rare. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the night. And like uh, some of that I'll expand on more in the medita in the meditation talk next. So. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, stuff. Oh, actually I was going to say, want me to just kick off meditation since Hit we it, bro. Yeah, probably just take it off. Yeah. So when it comes to meditation, um, you know, the, we talk about this a lot in the program. I won't go too depth in here, but there's a lot of different ways to meditate. It's not, just the traditional sit in front of candles with your eyes closed, cross-legged, like I do kind of do usually right before bed. But um, I, I find time for, you know, we define meditation as just being alone with your own thoughts, no input, nothing to distract you, nothing to tell you what to think. It's just your own thoughts. Um, so for me, I, I spend a lot of my day in this time and I look for any opportunities to be here. So for the biggest thing that I do is, um, try to drive in silence quite often um just like even this morning on the way in i, I uh, after i dropped off Renly, i i first i threw on a podcast and then i immediately found myself kind of like flipping between like following the conversation and then like, you know in my own head and then I, oh, like i was going back and forth and that was my sign like okay i don't need this input right now i need to be with within my head or let my you know head do its work um, so either silence or just very light music like with no words and stuff. And I'll use that time to set an intention, um, on my way in and on my way home, kind of get myself ready to either start the day or end the day. And also midday after lunch, I usually will sit for a few minutes. Um, many times I'll just pull back into the parking lot at the office and when my keys come out of the ignition, I'll stop. I'll do some breath work and just sit for a few moments and set my attention heading back in. Um, but, uh, after work is where it starts to look more like actual like meditation. So first thing I do when I come in is I, I need my, and Brianne knows I need five to 10 minutes just by myself, right? Before I kind of be, before I'm, I'm, I switch into dad mode, it helps me switch into dad mode. Um, so whether that's another quick run or walk with Callie or, or whatever, just get outside for a few minutes or just even just go sit in, in my room or whatever in the room. She, she knows that. And it's cool because sometimes she's really, you can tell she's overwhelmed. She's trying to make dinner. Renly's hanging on her. Like, you know, this, it's kind of chaotic. And you think she'd be like, yeah, I need you. And, but she's really cool. She knows that I'm going to be better if I come back in five minutes. And, and then if I try to jump right into that now without having, you know, kind of switched modes yet. Um, and then I also, again, with mixed with the cannabis, especially is so helpful, but I do a lot of moving meditation at night. Right. And, What's interesting, I think, is that in in the day, throughout the day, my mind is just going, 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 right? All the stuff we're doing for here, all the calls, you know, every time we get on a call, I'm helping other coaches figure out their kind of problems and solution-oriented conversation all day long. So I'm like figuring out, figuring out, figuring out. But my body's like still, like I'm not really using my body at all. So in order to kind of rebalance that at night, I'm now letting my mind kind of turn off, but get my body up and moving. Right. So um, it's a lot uh, in the woods as much as possible, walking, hiking, or jogging, or a mix of both. 
Um, I also go to the school turf quite a bit. Um, not so much the last month or two with a little snow, but normally it's a go-to. I just call it a run around. I'm just going for a run around. We get there, dog, we run around, do some cartwheels, some rolls, some sprints, whatever, some stretching. Um, and in this time uh, is when I actually have a lot of my best thoughts and breakthroughs and like things I was trying to figure out, but couldn't all of a sudden just kind of hit me, right? It's a, in a, in a more receiving mode. I'm not expressing, I'm receiving. So it's like we talked about, it's more of a yin, feminine energy, receptive state. Um, and this is really where a lot of the biggest breakthroughs and progress happens. Others not in the office in front of my laptop. So um, I thought that was uh, really important to share. And then, um, you know, at bedtime is when it gets to look, it looks a little bit more like traditional meditation. And I, I rarely get in bed without at least five to 10 minutes of sitting, quiet, breathing, emptying. And before I, I kind of close out the day. So um, and that's where I'll use the nail board and I'll use a uh, hape, which is a grounding medicine and uh, just whoo, takes me down, empties it out and uh, gets me ready to, to, to unwind and relax. So um, that's, you know, I kind of compacted it there and tried to make it a little, little brief for you guys, but uh, that's, that's kind of how I approach my meditation. Yeah, man, this is, this itself could be its own podcast. So <laughs> yeah, I was thinking gonna, that as we're each going to kind of, uh, condense ours in, in a way that's just gets to the to the essence of it but yeah i mean awesome stuff that you you just alluded to uh there's like those two i'm paraphrasing but these two buddhist sayings are like meditate for 15 minutes a day unless you don't have time then mm -hmm. meditate for 20 yeah, yeah. and then the more you meditate the more the time you spend meditating and the, the time you don't spend meditating actually starts to blur and blend and next thing you know your, your mm -hmm. whole experience of life itself is quote meditative uh, so those are two do quotes that two quotes that I always kind of lean into a little bit as to when I approach meditation is like, yes, it's this thing that we do, but it's also this way we can live our life in a way, right? And and trying to make things more meditative in ways similar to what, what Brian was alluding to is like, you know, movement, um, you know, treating movement as you know, it's an it's a meditative experience just because we're moving our body doesn't mean we can be very intentional and observational of, of, of the experience itself. Um, you know, I, my previous roommates could tell you a funny story, but I used to freaking hate doing the dishes. Absolutely hate it. They would either pile up for like two weeks and then I would freaking go in there like a madman and freaking wash them up like crazed man. Um, or I just wouldn't do them. Now the dishes for me is like, it's meditation, mm -hmm. right? I put the water on, I do it very slow. I'm actually like kind of just allowing my mind to kind of go mm -hmm. uh, or not go and let, just let the dishes do their thing. And, and that's quote for me, it's like something I used to hate doing in the past that now I actually lean into and I do it in a completely different mind frame, uh, which it, it's kind of like in a, in a meditative way, giving me something that I needed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I don't really like to put, you know, like what you said, I don't like to put meditation in a box. Mm -hmm. Meditation is, it's a very loose ended thing. It's something that as long as you have a specific intention into something, you're going to still reap the rewards of it. Uh, you know, so movement for me, like I do have similar things where I do drive in silence. I used to live upstate and I would drive home five hours with not a lick of radio mm. or CD, not zero. And those, I had some insane, similar, like insane breakthroughs and, and moments of clarity through, through things like that. Um, I really like either no music when I train or something with no lyrics where it's just mm -hmm. like beats yeah. and ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of plug in a little bit to 
outside of my mind, more, more into my body. Um, right. So things like that, you know, whenever I'm doing breath work or I'm on the floor, I really just try to imagine my, my body melting into the floor. Uh, you know, things like that. My prayer mantra that I do in the morning, I do infuse with a little bit of gratitude in there as well. Uh, so it's not like I have 20 minutes a day that I schedule out and I meditate. It's more like I'm trickling in meditation at all different parts of the day uh, and allowing, again, things to blend and then be very intentional and mindful when, say, I'm, I am I need it. Say, like, if my, like you said, Brian, like, you know, or Jordan, even it's like, you know, when your mind's like flipping between like receiving or giving and whatever, whatever, I'm like, all right, I need like to eliminate some things. I need to be very still. I need to maybe ground and breathe and, and reset uh, and, and, and unplug and, you know, be meditative in a way. So yeah, that's kind of my experience of it. That's awesome, man. A lot of great stuff there. Um, I think you're right. We should have probably maybe done a separate episode just on this part. <laughs> There's things there that I would want to unpack for them. Maybe we will, but this is yeah. good to keep it in the, in uh, a little more brief. Um, so I won't add too many comments there, although I want, I want to, I'll let Joro go ahead. And yeah. Share. Yeah. And those are all great things. And I think what you mentioned, the more you do this, the more you get into it, the more you're able to find it and experience it just all throughout the day. Mm. And because of that, I think there can be a, almost like a barrier to entry for some people where it's like, I don't know how to meditate. How do I do the meditating? Mm -hmm. And it's the, the thing that it, it took me probably four years to kind of get it, to kind of build a, a, a regular meditation practice, which for the last year has been very consistent. And in doing so, it's allowed that to arise everywhere else. And, you know, meditation isn't really something you do. It's, it's something you allow. Like, mm. it's something that arises. Mm. It's, it's something that comes from the stripping away yeah. and the allowing of your thoughts to just kind of start to yeah, strip away. Like, what isn't you? What isn't yours? And, and then, you know, in, res in res result, like finding what is, and that's not really something you can like muscle <laughs> or you can, Body, it wants do. to do that. You're just like, it's all, if you let yeah. it, that's what it's going to do on its own. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where it's, yeah, again, it's the allowing because it's, uh, I know a lot of people and myself as well. Like when you start this, you're sitting down, you close your eyes and you're like, man, my mind is just racing. Like I'm doing this wrong. Like yeah. I'm messing up the meditating. It's not working when in reality, that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. your mind is supposed to get distracted. It's supposed to go all over the place. And it's the muscle of meditation that you're training. Every time you bring it back to the present, you get distracted, bring it back, you get distracted, mm -hmm. bring it back and, and just keeping in that space. And so in terms of like my meditation practice, um, all the things you guys say where like it does arise, like it's funny, Matt, doing the dishes is one for me as well, where it's uh, it's, it's kind of a meditative type state, but yeah. um, my like, practice that is regular is it's five minutes every morning and basically i call it i call it just breathe where mm -hmm. i don't have a a set breath pattern or or any like set structure to what my intention is or anything i set a timer for five minutes also on my watch it's got it's got a timer on it this thing does it all um <laughs> set a timer for five minutes and i just breathe I inhale for as long as it feels good. I hold for as long as it feels good. Mm -hmm. Exhale for as long as it feels good. Nice. Hold for as long as it feels good. So it's, it, it, and it changes throughout, you know, throughout the day. If I have lots going on in my head, again, it's just a time to be with nothing but my thoughts. 
mm. with nothing but me and, and what's going on up there. And yeah, and it's five minutes. Sometimes depending on kind of where the seasons of things are at, sometimes I'll go longer. I have some guided meditations. There's one on abundance that mm. I swear I listened to change my life. I listen to it every day for a mm. month. And, um, was yeah, really, share really that. Good. Where, where yeah. Dude, oh man. Like I literally like the amount of things that are in my life that I would credit to this meditation. Why not over? Really? But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a 20 minute meditation on abundance. It's awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and really it's just that like meditation, it'll, it, by starting it on purpose. Yeah. You allow it to, to happen everywhere. And it's kind of the gap between, you know, reacting and responding to things. Mm -hmm. It's that little bit of space. Mm. And the more you do it, the more you're aware of it. You know, I, I know some people are almost scared at the thought of being in their head all by themselves, mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's just, it's just starting and there's no, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Mm, um, exactly. it's, it's literally just, it's literally just doing and mm -hmm. allowing to come up what comes up. And it's kind of like, it's the lifelong practice. You know, you're going to do it one way today, next week, it's going to be different next year. It's going to be different. And it kind of goes in those flows. And so it's just being aware of all of this stuff without attaching like a good or bad to it. Yes. And just kind right. of seeing what happens. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Great stuff there. Great share all around. Um, yeah. So meditation, one of the reasons we, you know, this is such a important thing is that, you know, we're going to, and why we linked it with the, the rituals talk is we talked about moving through our rituals and through our day with intention, right. With mindful, being mindful of all the things we're doing and mindfulness is, is a result of like, uh, you know, time and meditation and meditation practice. So um, I have a friend, Corey Mascara, who wrote an awesome book called Stop Missing Your Life. And um, he, he compares mindfulness to meditation as, as kind of like the gym to fitness. So like the gym is, is where you go to get fit and then you go out and you kind of like use your fitness in the world. Meditation is what you do to kind of build mindfulness. And then you take that mindfulness out into the world, right. And, and moving through your day with that mindfulness and awareness is what, what I would bring there. So intention, awareness, all those things. Um, so that's kind of, I think a good way to close it. There's why, why we do that and why we're, we're always focused on living with intention and for ourselves. And then when we can help our clients just switch that mode from when their feet do hit the ground in the morning, that they, they, they're looking forward through their day and they're moving through it with a purpose, with intention, with knowing why I'm doing the things that I'm doing, what the result is that I'm hoping to get from these things. And, um, you know, the person I know I'll be, if I do these things every day, having clarity on, on that vision and that purpose and all of that potential is when we can help a client, you know, kind of switch into that mode, you're literally changing their life. What, what the details of it are, aren't always that important. When someone is like, is this, you know, what am I hoping to get from this? Is this the best thing to help me get there? You know, is this the best thing for me? If they're just stopping to think about those things, in, their intuition will guide them 90% of the way, right? And then the other stuff we always argue over, of, is it too much protein? Is it not enough this? Is it too, is it not? what should I do this? I heard this, I heard that. That's all just like the micro details, right? That we can, yeah, you can learn and explore and all that stuff. But if you're just trying to better yourself with all these decisions alone, getting someone in that mindset to move through their day with that, with that purpose is, is absolutely transformational. It's life changing. Um, you don't really go back from that. Nobody starts living with that kind of intention and awareness and then like falls off track after a couple of years. Like once you, uh, once you flip over into that mode you're in, um, and that's what we want to do for all the coaches in our program, of course, first, and then help them cultivate that same, um, 
uh, those same abilities in there to their clients. So um, I think that this was a, a really cool conversation. I'm glad we got to share this. Listeners, you know, hit us with some questions if you want more details. We tried to keep it as brief as possible to, to get it all in, but we'd love to elaborate. So hit us up, DMs, whatever, emails, and then um, we'll elaborate more and then, um, you know, maybe follow up on this one down the line. Hell yeah. Sounds Football good. Ones. Thank you, guys. Great. There it is, folks. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If the conversations on this show are stirring up feelings of serving a higher purpose, of you know helping your clients truly transform their lives physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, then it might be time to start listening to those feelings a little more closely. Here at 023, we are building a tribe of holistic health professionals that are changing the industry in big, big ways. Some have said that we are turning the industry upside down, but I like to think we are just turning it right side up. Our 023 Pro Mentorship is the complete package to help you truly understand ancient principles of holistic living and how to apply them in our modern world. And it's not just a mishmash of all different information that you don't know what to do with. No, it's the opposite. Together, we build your own 023 system where you'll know how to guide a client to true life-changing transformation from start to finish using structure, sequence, and systems every step of the way. Once your program is finished, we begin our intensive sales mentorship so you know exactly how to explain who you help, how you help them, and how it works so you can find the people who need you the most and help them finally find true health and happiness. We work with you here until you are enrolling clients steadily in your new high-ticket system and have recouped your entire investment with us. That's our promise to you. And this all happens start to finish in just four months. Yes, the course is complete with over 80 video modules, every kind of business checklist or resource you could possibly imagine, and of course, group calls every week. But because it is a true mentorship, that means we are working with you individually, one-on-one, the entire process. There's over 20 one-on-one coaching calls throughout. And because of that, we can only enroll six clients per month so we can deliver on the highest level. So if you think you deserve to be one of those six clients, if you're looking to transform your clients and your career by transforming yourself, then head over to our website, www.023coach.com. In the top right corner, you'll see a button that says schedule a call. It's a 15-minute call. There's nothing for sale on the end. It's just to get some clarity on where you are, where you want to go, and what's standing in the way. If we think we can help with what's standing in the way, we'll talk to you about what the next steps look like and what the potential relationship could feel like. Get over there right now, www.023coach.com, and get started right away.